no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Autumn has well and truly set in. Welcome back to the 40-yard switch as we look outside our studio window and the rain falls down and grey skies and temperatures in the teens have returned. As always, I'm Jasper Woodson, your host, joined by your other host, <laughs> Wilbur Lukes. Welcome, mate. How's it going? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. It is cold today. Yeah, it's cold. It's it cold. cold. We, we got the hoodies on in the stew. Um, but yes, uh, we come to you live on a Monday, although this will be going out on a Tuesday. Um, as during an international week, it kind of frees up our schedule a little bit to record uh, with more flexibility on, on certain days of the week, as usually we would try and record um, before the weekend or just not, you know, or just not on a Monday or a Tuesday. But yeah. with the international break, uh, and there's not much to talk about aside from one thing that we'll touch on for about two minutes later in the pod. But but yeah, uh, rolling into a lot of football with uh, to come over the next three or so months. Yeah, it's a it's it's a little break before everything everything really heats up. Yeah, it's going to be a hectic. It's going to be it's going to absolutely kick off. It's going to be huge. But the number one thing t- that we are going to be talking about, uh, or the most recent piece of news in the footballing world that we're going to be talking about, as of this morning, our, our time last night, uh, England Europe time, Antonio Conte has left Spurs uh, on mutual consent, and uh, that's what, often when sometimes when you hear you know have parted ways after mutual consent, you kind of don't believe it. You kind of like that's just a nice way of saying they got sacked. Whereas this time, I actually do believe it. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's probably on the plane back to Italy before <laughs> before the agreement what took um, was sort of finalised. Um, obviously, there's been you know at least maybe like five occasions where he's come out after games, sort of hinting at the fact that he might be sacked or saying that he maybe should be sacked. Um, this and season and last season, as yeah, well. exactly. Even when it was, I mean, he's he's done a relatively good job um, the whole time, but yeah, there's been a few bad performances where he come out and say. Yeah, maybe I'm not so good. Um, <laughs> and then he yeah. most recently absolutely roasted the whole playing group. Yeah, so that that was the last game, wasn't it? Yeah, Southampton yeah. three all away. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, it was interesting to roast the whole playing group, um, especially because you know they they were winning and like you know until the very end. But I suppose to to lose the game like that. But yeah. anyway, that that's not really the point. It was, it was a very interesting tenure for for Conte for sure. Yeah, it's also interesting. I don't really know before we touch on everything else with this. One quote that came out to me that was interesting was that they randomly interviewed Matt Doherty while he was on um, uh, international duty for Ireland, and he no longer plays for Spurs. He plays for Atletico Madrid. Yeah. And they were like, "What do you think about the comments Antonio Conte made and about his future with your old club?" And he was like, "I mean, most players would just be like, oh, I don't play for them anymore. I don't, don't really want to speak about it.'" Yeah. But he was like. No, you know he's he's a proper he's a world class manager. You know he's he's very honest. Like there's nothing he would have said to the media that he hasn't said already to his players. And I'm like, well, if that's the case, then yeah, it would have been a pretty raucous dressing room after the, South, the Southampton game. But yeah, I mean he, he definitely would have roasted the players as well. Yeah. He wouldn't have just said it to the media. Um, but I, I I'm not sure that you know 
is very professionally though. Like sometimes yeah. you can say things to the players that you don't say to the to the media. But anyway, yeah, he's he's very raw like that. Obviously, very emotional. But yeah, um, all in all, I don't know. I think. While he has spent more than any other manager at Spurs in the amount of time he's been there, or um, in or at least, I think if you combine all of Pochettino's signings over his whole tenure, it's more. But he just spent more time there. But like in the yeah. in the time frame that he's been manager, he spent more money than any other Spurs in the same time. Spurs manager in the same time frame. Yeah. So it's not like he wasn't backed, but I don't think he was like like if you look at the players they brought in. Some of them you could say he missed on, but then also some of them you can say he was hamstrung, whether it be by he couldn't get, like, he didn't have the, he had some money, but not the amount of money that he probably had in his mind. And also, he's not recruiting for Juventus or Inter or Chelsea. He's recruiting for Tottenham. The pool is nowhere near as big Mm, for a team like that. Yeah. Well, I think, so, so most recently, Pedro Porro. Yeah. I mean, it's very early days. He's had some bad days out for Tottenham and also some, like... Decent ones. Decent, uh, like, for performances, I would say. I think defensively, he's looked a bit suspect the whole time. But, I mean, there's a lot of players. He brought in Kulisevsky, right? Yep. Yeah, he brought in Kulisevsky. Brought in Benton Kerr. Class. Benton Kerr has been a lot better than any of us expected. Yeah. Um, he brought in Richarlison, who I think has actually been pretty good for Tottenham. He's been like in and out of the team, but he's yeah. he's been producing decently. He's been like with it hasn't been showing up on the goals and assists like as much, but you, you can like there's definitely that's that that's not to say that, that he hasn't shown you know glimpses of what he can do if he gets a regular run in the team that isn't plagued by injuries. Mm. Yeah, and I think who's who's the other one that he brought in. Attacking Perisic, he brought in Perisic. He's been disappointing. Yeah, I, th- I think he's been good. He at started times. well, but he's dropped off a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose he's old, but I think yeah, when he, when he first came in, he looked quite good. And I think he brought in Christian Romero as well, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Or was he, he already there? I think he might have. Might have already, anyway. I think I feel like he's been there for a while. Um, but anyway, I think. Where he's struggled from the start, he's hasn't had good players there and hasn't really been able to bring in good players. Yeah, is the wing back position which he like relies on quite heavily with with his and also just at centre back. Uh, Christian Romero is good. I think he's a little bit overrated, but he is good. Mm. But outside of him, like it's just very meh. Yeah, like Eric Dyer is okay. Uh, that's about as good as you'll get me to say he is. He's okay. Uh, Davinson Sanchez is is terrible. He needs to. He's not a Premier League caliber player. Yeah. Um, and who else have they got? Clement Longley couldn't cut, couldn't hack it at Barca. Doesn't seem to be really hacking it at Spurs. Like he's been again okay. Yeah, I think but like, he's been okay. If you look at Con, if you look at Conte's teams, you look at like the Chelsea team he won the league with that had, you know, like who who did he? Have? I mean, yeah, as Aspi, who was like he had Aspi, but he also had like I think he might have had Gary Cahill still at that point, or Dead David Lu- David Louise, or yeah. maybe. But like, and these are all players who were playing who like who who were much better than you know what their careers petered out to be at Palace and Arsenal. But those players at the time that he had them, also you and at Juventus he had Chiellini and Bonucci, and then you had. At Inter, you've got Stefan de Vrij and all those type of players. Like they're all markedly better centre backs than what Tottenham have outside of Romero. Yeah, and then also yeah, you look at their wing backs. Yeah, I, th- I think I think wing backs is is a very big one as well f- for the system and and the way he plays. Yeah, and 
I I think the players that Tottenham have at the at the wing back position are just not not very good. Yeah, yeah. But Who, then again, like, it's Emerson, yeah, Pedro Porro, Ryan Sessegnon. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's it's, it's really not. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he and yeah, he got rid of Matt Doherty because he wasn't really cut to standard either. Um, he loaned he sold or loaned Sergio Reggion who. Again, again, that wasn't it. Wasn't one of his signings, but again, didn't seem to work out. I really don't think, yeah, Reggion really has the the like physicality needed for that the wing back role, yeah. like or the defensive awareness. Really, like yeah. how many times have we watching Spurs games where he just falls asleep at the back post? Mm. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean, I mean, defensively, there's issues there, but he, yeah, he like we mentioned, he brought in good central midfielders and very good attacking players. Obviously, has Harry Kane. Um, yeah, do, do you think he should have... Like, he's had an okay tenure. Do, I you, think do, he's do a, you think he should have done better with... No, I don't. I think the team he's got, player for player, can you really say that they're... Like, they're fourth currently, right? Can you really say that that Spurs team has got a better list than the three teams above them? No, they don't. No. And, like, yes, they haven't won a trophy in the two years he's been here, but, like, some teams... Like, Arsenal didn't win a trophy for 10 years before we won the FA Cup in twenty. 13 or 14 or whatever it was Hmm. like and I know it's been a lot longer than that for Spurs but like they if they he has we were speaking about this off air he has the second best win rate of any Spurs manager uh, in the last 10 years behind Pochettino ahead of Mourinho like yes he's made some outlandish comments but like the fact of the matter is yes that they 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 were they were pretty bad in their in their exit in the Champions League. That that was poor. Yeah, and some of the football they they have played at times has looked a bit dire. But then at times they also can play really well. They went and smashed Crystal Palace three 0 at home, like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and the Southampton result, yes, defensively fell apart a bit at the end. But like going forward, they seemed fine. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, okay, you you, you missed out on a couple of cup competitions. Damn, but like, look where you are. You're fourth in the Premier League, and I would say batting above your average there. To be honest, if you look at the, if you look at the squad quality, you take Kane out of that team, it's nowhere near a fourth place team. Yeah, like Hungman, Son, Richarlison, Kulusevski. Those players are top four caliber. Then you'd probably say Christian Romero and Hoiberg, and then that's yeah, about Hoiberg, it. And yeah, then that's Hoiberg. about it. Every other player, Benton Kerr, maybe, but like he's just not. You know, he's better than Oliver Skip and Harry Winks. That doesn't necessarily make him mm. as good. Like, but then if you look at Benton Kerr versus other centre midfielders in the big quote unquote top six, you know, versus uh, Christian Eriksen, no, yeah, he's not better. Versus uh, Ilkay Gundogan, any one of Man City's midfielders, no. Uh, Granite Shaka, I wouldn't take Ventura over Granite Shaka. That's unbiased, but based on how the season's going, I would t- I wouldn't take him. Liverpool, their midfield has been a problem this season. So Ventura, who, who you never know, might actually be all right in that team. But again, on on face value, you're probably not taking Ventura over yeah over any of Liverpool's midfielders right now. Um, and then you look at Chelsea. I mean, yes, they've been struggling, but would you take Ventura over Kovacic? Would you take Ventura over Enzo Fernandez or Angolo Kante? No. Maybe the first one. Mateo Kovacic? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. It's close. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. They're Chelsea are 10th. Yeah. 
And, I, then, and then even even teams like Brighton, would you take them over Moises Caicedo? I wouldn't. Yeah. But Moises Caicedo is like, you know, he's definitely a, a, a top four quality yeah, but player. That's the thing. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. So, so I think like Spurs higher-ups and some of their fans, not all of their fans, but some of their fans have these sort of illusions of grandeur that now they play in this massive, play in this massive stadium and, you know, they're that's now one of these, you know, top caliber teams that need to be challenging for trophies every season. And yeah, maybe it's just, maybe you should be challenging for an FA Cup here and there, but like you were never going to win the Champions League. That's that that's an unrealistic goal with mm. that team. I don't yeah. care who you've got coaching you, you were never going to win it. Mm. The cup competition is disappointing, but like I just think I don't know how much more I don't know how much better you can do with another manager. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it definitely begs the question of whether it was like how football related it was because you can see like we've just spoken about the the, the forwards are, are quite like a decent the midfield is decent um, if you could get like a few more solid players across the defense like whether he could push further next season and whether that would be and I'm sure I'm sure Tottenham's leadership knows that like the the, the defense isn't quite sound and with a few like um, additions like that they could be a lot better so it, it's interesting whether how footballing related it was and how much potentially Conte wasn't happy there. I mean, who like it coming out saying that it's, it's mutual, mutual agreement. I don't know. Yeah. I think Conte, he probably can't, he probably, there probably was some sort of disaster talk thing and they were like, okay, to the end of the season, what's going on here? Like we just want to solidify top four and then we'll give you X amount of dollars in the summer. Was Conte not happy with that? Was Conte like, you know, was, did Conte have like a list of, five to maybe even ten players that he wanted to get rid of and the ball weren't okay with that. Like, we'll never know. Yeah, yeah. But my gut feeling is Conte was like, there's a bunch of players in this squad that need to go. Like, they're not good enough. Yeah. If if, if Tottenham want to head in the direction that their stadium and their fan, and the size of their fan base would suggest. Yeah. Because they, they do have a big fan base. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't think they saw eye to eye the board and Antonio Conte. That's yeah. I think, yeah, it's probably a combination of, yeah, those sort of, I suppose, demands of, you know, players that they need to bring in, players need to leave and current sort of results. Like, I think if you're not delivering where the board wants you to and then are also asking for things, maybe that's where the, yeah, the rubber hits the ground. But who knows? Yeah. What, but what is, what's next for Tottenham then? Well, the guy whose name I forget, the guy who'd been coaching while Antonio Conte was having surgery uh, yeah, recently, yeah, yeah. the Italian yeah. guy, he's, gonna, he's now going to take over for, until the end of the season. So it doesn't look like they're going to sign any other manager for the last 10 games of the season. Mm. Um, that again points to the fact that, you know, it like Conte potentially pushing for it if you don't have someone lined up. Yeah. Um, someone which will have been apparently already looked to approach someone that we're about to talk about but um, with regards to how the rest of their season goes I mean they just got to try and make top four that's that's the only goal they're, they're out of every other competition um, they will have Liverpool they will have um, uh, Newcastle they will have uh, Brighton breathing down their necks probably for the top four race yeah um, yeah so um, Newcastle have two games in hand and so does Liverpool, and they are two points and seven points um, behind Tottenham, respectively. So, 
That's very tight. Yeah, it's very, very If Liverpool tight. win both those games in hand and, and Newcastle win both those games in hand, it's very tight. Mm. Or even if Newcastle just win one game in hand, that's very, that's very tight. Yeah. I mean... I would not be surprised if if they didn't make the Champions League this season. No, neither would I. Yeah, but like, it's, it's, I feel like it can go one of two ways. They they, they could be galvanised by this and and you know sort of show out that you know like they're they're better than you know what Antonio Conte said about them before he left. Yeah, or <laughs> Pepe uh, meowing out outside the studio for those that can't hear. Um, or they could just crumble in very typical Tottenham fashion, um, and drop down to sixth or even seventh. Um, it 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 you really don't know. Like history would suggest the latter, but you don't know. Like yeah. the, the, like this the guy who's um coming in to coach them. I feel really bad for not knowing his name, but um, he's got a three. I think he had a three or he. I don't think they'd lost when he'd been on been on the touchline so far this season. So that's that's. I don't know that's how much you read group. into that, but that's a fairly decent, you know, record. But it's just, I don't know. I'm not convinced. No, I'm trying to find his name. <laughs> What's his name? I can't. <laughs> it was, it's Chris, something. Christian Stellini. Yeah, there we go. Stellini. So he was Conte's assistant. assistant and Ryan Mason, uh, assistant head coach. So yeah, so Ryan Mason, the return of Ryan Mason. <laughs> yeah. Um, How do you see it going? I, I like if I had to pick it, I, I I'd say they galvanize a little bit, and then it, but then when it matters to, in the last few games of the season, they'll drop to fifth. I reckon. Newcastle, one of Newcastle, Liverpool, will Pippen, but not both. I just think. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they rolled out because I reckon there will be a new manager bounce. Yeah. I reckon the the next two games, two three games, they'll play quite well, and then I I, I was thinking that it would peter out, but then you're like you're eight games left in the season, yeah. and you're pushing for Champions League. So like, all the players they want to be playing Champions League next year. Like I I feel like they could just get it through. But, yeah. Um, got to look at their schedule too. They've got Everton at home. Brighton, no, Everton away, that's a very tough fixture. Um, Brighton at home, Bournemouth at home, Newcastle away, United at home is their next five. So They could absolutely smash Everton next week. <laughs> they could, but... Everton, but, but it's a good assumption. Everton, yeah. like, regardless of where Everton are in the table in any season, Everton away is a very difficult fixture. Like, Everton beat the league leaders. Yeah. Arsenal at, at home this season. Everton have just Everton have just come off a, off a two all draw against Chelsea. Like, and then Brighton's not not easy either. I think Bournemouth is the only game that I think that's a lock for them. Yeah, yeah, they'll beat Bournemouth. But also Bournemouth have had. I mean, they they pushed Arsenal, and then they beat. Didn't they beat Man? They beat Man City. Didn't they beat Man City? Didn't they? They might have. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> They beat Liverpool. They beat Liverpool the oh, week yeah, after beat Liverpool. Or, yeah, almost they, they, beating they, they, you. They, but then they just lost 3-0 to Aston Villa. Away. I think Bournemouth play well at home, but they don't play well away. It's mm. been their thing this season. So Yeah. Um, I, th- I think they'll they'll need to get like two wins out of those next three games yeah. to be in a good position for it. Because yeah, Newcastle and Liverpool conversely, Newcastle have West Ham away, United at home, Brentford Villa and then uh Spurs in, in fact. 
And then uh, Liverpool have Chelsea away, Fulham home, Man City away. Um, Arsenal home. That doesn't make any sense. Arsenal home. How are they playing two games before they play City this weekend? I don't understand. Anyway, <laughs> um, that, that, those must be catch-up games. But anyway, um, yeah, look, it's all much of a muchness, really. But based on form, I would say Newcastle and Liverpool are looking a little better than the other two teams. But they've also got issues. Liverpool have been so up and down. Yeah. And Newcastle, yes, ha- they've been very good. They've been a little bit of a quiet patch. But they've, but they've just got- recently started to resurge yeah, a little bit. Alexander Isak seems to be like hitting form and it looks pretty like unstoppable at the moment. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. God damn. What the chair just fell apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, so we'll touch on Spurs and Liverpool, Newcastle, and stuff more with our Premier League ten games to go. We'll do later in this in the episode. But next on the agenda, we've got Julian Nagelsmann is the player who is the coach uh, who we just said uh, has been approached by Tottenham because he was sacked by Bayern um, about a week ago, yeah, or less than. Uh, this one's a much more confusing decision than the Conte one because not only have they just booked Bayern's place in the Champions League. Uh, round of 16 no Champions League quarter final he hasn't been doing that badly in the league yes Dortmund are first and Bayern are like one or two points behind in second but like I don't, I don't understand I mean, like, if it's I feel like something has to have happened behind the scenes for this to have happened because they're like yes no they're not 10 points clear in the Bundesliga like they usually are but like they're thereabouts and mm. like Dortmund are a good team they're always going to push Bayern yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and, and you mentioned that yeah, the, the Champions League result is is a very good, very one. good one. Like, yeah, I th- I think it must be a case of like two like Tuchel being available and wanting the job. I feel like that's but, what I, like I assume would I, be. I, I assume that's got to have played a part in it. But like, how can like on on whose authority is Thomas Tuchel like more deserving of the job than the current guy who's in the job? Mm. Thomas Tuchel's most re- like, uh, Thomas Tuchel is a good manager. I think he's a very good manager. But his most recent thing was he ha- had been struggling with a Chelsea team that had a bunch of money thrown at him and it was sacked. Mm. And they, you could also say that was sort of behind the scenes stuff as well with the new owner. But I don't know. I feel like it, Thomas Tuchel waiting in the wings is fine if Bayern were underperforming, like to a level that you know had people talking. But I don't think they had I mean I'm not I don't haven't got my ear to the ground on Bundesliga gossip but as far as I'm aware things seem to be fine for Bayern I think the overarching opinion on Tuchel's dismissal at Chelsea though is that it was a little bit unfair and like potentially like a little bit like um yeah like political with the new owners um and that he had done a good job and obviously there's been all of like the the Chelsea fans like chanting, "We want Tuchel back" and stuff. Yeah. I feel like that's the overarching opinion: is that Tuchel is like a world class manager who got done over a little bit at Chelsea. So, yeah, I don't know. You've like he, he is he is world class manager. He's like Thomas Tuchel, yeah, 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 yeah. And he like he did an amazing job c- coming into that Chelsea team and, and winning the Champions League in like the first year. Um, but yeah, it's it's just very unfair. But yeah, yeah, and like it's a shame that there's no like. Ob- apart from Tottenham, obvious gaps at top clubs in Europe right now because I feel like Julian Nagelsmann should walk into any 
other managerial job and do well. Mm. Um, but yeah, just weird, weird, weird one. And it'll be interesting to see because Thomas Tuchel has has had a number over Pep Guardiola in the, in the Premier League and Champions League in recent years. Interesting, they signed him two weeks before City play. Play Bayern, Bayern. true, true. That'll be very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see if Bayern can not only push for a Champions League, but also secure the league. Because if Thomas Tuchel comes in and Bayern still lose the league and lose to Man City in the Champions League, it's not a yeah. good look. It's it's going to look very silly. Yeah. How long was a Nagelsmann in charge? Like About long? a year, season and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And he won the league with them last year. And I, I, obviously they obviously didn't make the Champions League final, but like... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Very strange. Very strange. Um... Like Julian Nagelsmann, I, like if we didn't have Arteta, he he's a manager I would take in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Like he's such a good young offensive mind. Like, yeah, he'll 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 get he'll get another like job at the top level pretty soon. I just pray it's not Tottenham because mm-hmm. I think if anyone, because he he's he's got the experience of get, taking a team that wasn't that good and bringing them up in RB Leipzig, mm. and he could do that with Spurs. Yeah, yeah, but with lots of funds available at Leipzig. Right. He, yeah, but like probably would have had a similar spend to what Tottenham did. Yeah, they didn't go out and spend crazy on a bunch of players. Yeah, mm. it was kind of th- like kind of like how Newcastle have lots of money but have been sensibly spending it. Yeah, the the reason I don't want Nagelsmann to take the Tottenham job is because it's a I feel like it's a very hard one. Um, yeah, and it could I think after being sacked from Bayern, if you go there and don't do yeah, like it's a it's a bit of a risky move. Yeah, but I don't know. Also, also one that if you pull it off is like a, a like a pretty Huge. impressive one. Huge. If you could win Tottenham their first trophy in however many years. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of struggling teams in Italy he could go to. Yeah. Juventus, he could go there. He could go to um, uh, Inter or uh, probably not AC, but uh, he could go to Inter. He could go to, uh, I mean, Mourinho's at Roma, but like he could go there. Mm. There's a couple of Spanish sides you could go to, like Sevilla. They're languishing in 14th right now. Lopetegui just got sacked a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So the other thing is how like ridiculously young he is. So yeah. like he's got a long like career ahead of him. Anyway. Yeah, mid 30s he'll be fine. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to uh, news that's almost as recent as Antonio Conte's sacking, which is uh, a couple of days ago, Kane broke Wayne Rooney's England goal scoring record. Uh, surprise, surprise, with a penalty. Um, <laughs> Uh, and he's since added another one to that in England's win over Ukraine overnight, but this was against Italy. Um, I mean, yeah, it's very impressive, I suppose. Yeah. I still think overall Wayne Rooney's a better English, a, a better England talent than Harry Kane, but I think Harry Kane deserves to be in that conversation with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 obviously very impressive, and I think when I, th- I think when Wayne Rooney like broke the record, like. Harry Kane was just coming into the squad. And yeah, he was. He was. Goals. He was on the pitch. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's a very hard debate around. Like, I, I think Wayne Rooney is better too, but I think Kane is is definitely very yeah. close. Very, very close. I, I, I it's don't. It's just a hard one because they. I feel like they're different, even though they're both just like they're different scorers. because Rooney moved back. Rooney moved back a little bit in pitch position in the latter of his career, but they were Rooney and Kane at around this age that they are now and from in, during their 20s were predominantly playing as strikers. Yeah, yeah. But Rooney, Rooney, Rooney had the thing of he was often playing in a two 
not as a as a one. Yeah, like true, true. But then you got to then you got to ask yourself if Rooney was playing as a one, would he have not scored more goals? Because mm. he played alongside a bunch of strikers who took more of the goal scoring away from him, just because of the system that Alex Ferguson played. Yeah, true. Anyway, that's another, that's another debate for another day. <laughs> that's but a big debate. Well done, for, well done to Harry Kane. Um, and uh, you know, long may his England England success continue, if mm. not his Tottenham success. Um, but yes, uh, still plenty more for us to get through. So also good to beat Italy. Yes, also very good to beat Italy. The, for the first time we played them since the final. Yeah, yeah. Get it up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prefer to win the final. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, revenge, oh, sweet, sweet. Um, but yes, the the next the next before we get uh, yes the next two things we're going to touch on briefly uh, because we don't we don't have all night is the Champions League um, quarterfinal draw, which happened a couple of weeks ago, but it's very intriguing to say the least. So starting on the twelfth of April. Uh, the 12th and 13th of April are the first legs, for, and the following week will be the second legs. Um, so the two premier clashes here uh, for EPL fans and I guess for, for for like broader football fans in general are Man City, Bayern, and Real Madrid, Chelsea. Huge. Huge. Just huge. Benfica, Inter, and Milan, Napoli are good games as well, but don't quite have the same pull of the other two. I think Benfica... Um, Inter will be very, very interesting, but just like the, um, yeah, the not, not level, but like the, the just the hype around the games is, is, not is probably a little bit less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that will that will be a close contest, and they're both. I mean, Benfica has like very good in the in the previous round. Um, yeah, and yeah, and uh, top top of the so. top of the Portuguese league as well. Um, Inter, like, I just like we touched on it when we talked when we uh, reviewed um, or reacted to the round 16 results. Inter and uh, AC Milan just didn't look convincing mm. for their progress through the next round. Um, the football they're playing wasn't great. It looked like they were holding on against teams that they like probably should have been. I mean, Tottenham also played terrible. But like I think, who was it that Inter beat? They, that they were playing Porto. And Porto, yeah. Porto like... Sorry, we dropped out there, um, but we are back. Some technical di- some technical difficulties, but yes, uh, Porto uh, Inter struggled to beat Porto uh, to go through the next round, and playing up against a very uh, strong Benfica side, I just don't really like. I think, like you said, it'll be close, but I don't see them. I don't see Inter winning. I think uh, Benfica will be the better team in that one. Yeah, R- rolling off the last rounds like victory, like like thumping victory against um, Scott Club, Parker's team, Club, yeah, Club Brugge. Brugge. not Scott Parker's team anymore. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, obviously, like we said, Inter just not really convincing. Yeah, mm. uh, and then in the other game, um, like obviously Napoli are flying in the city. Are um, AC, like, like, an Italian team playing against an Italian team or a team from the same league playing against another team from the league? can always have the potential to be close mm. but the football Napoli are playing they're, they're 20 points or almost 20 points clear in the league and the 20 points clear of AC Milan in the league for a reason um, I think maybe not maybe not as a thrashing like they did against Club Bruges but um, still a win yeah regardless yeah. yeah but the two premier games in uh, this contest are Man City 
Bayern and uh, Real Madrid Chelsea. And uh, yeah, Man City, like, yeah. Like, it's, like, it's, you can kind of take all the managerial stuff that's happened to Bayern into context, really. But the fact of the matter is, squad for squad, it's still going to be a very close game. Yeah. 100%. You could also argue that, yes, Thomas Tuchel maybe has, like, a hoodoo over Pep Guardiola. I think that's just been... I think it's much of a muchness. Yeah, I, I think definitely that's something that's, like, talked about more by the media, and I don't think that's, like... Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean the... The biggest thing for the hoodoo is that he Tuchel beat him in the, in, the, in the Champions League final um, with Chelsea over City. But I think most people, when you look at that game, it was it was Pep Guardiola not choosing to play a, a defensive midfielder. For yeah. That. yeah, Pep Guardiola outcoached himself. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the only thing that I wonder, like, I, I was thinking maybe like Tuchel coming on board and like not having that much time with the squad before such a big game. But then again, there's like sometimes there's the new manager bounce. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's, I don't know. Uh, new, manager bounce from what, new manager bounce from what, though? It's like new manager bounce from beating PSGs. It's like, what? Yeah, but you, yeah. I mean, there's something to be said that, you know, maybe a new manager players are like, you know, trying to reestablish their position or um, or establish their position. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's, 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 it's a very tight one. Um, I do think that someone that will really uh, flourish in if Tums Tuchel plays that, the uh, wing back formation that he loves to play mm. is Alfonso Davies. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like made for that position. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but that being like, like, like we could talk for hours on end about how good both these teams are, but my gut feeling is Man City are going to win for the simple fact that they have Erling Haaland and he is flying right now. And yeah, like, yeah, I just think that he is the X factor um, around that could change a city team that's maybe had a bit of bad luck or maybe mentality-wise isn't isn't hasn't been good enough in the big moments. I think he's he's that catalyst for bringing them over the line in those moments. Yeah, true. Where where they've been like in in previous years in the Champions League, a, a bit jittery when it gets to like these these kind of these key stages. Yeah. Um. I think I, I think the Bayern Bayern are going to win j- just because of that kind of jitteriness over over the last you know like key stages of the Champions League in the last few years. But yeah. But it's like yeah. I, I think even as I say that though, like yeah. But okay. like like my I, I can kind of see where you're coming from because you could argue how much can one player change in that mm. with that regards to that mental jitteriness. But he can change a lot. But he can change a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. But like I, I, again like. You like, like it's not like anyone's making a bad take by picking either team to win because it's that close of a game. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna pick City. Yeah, <laughs> and you're gonna pick Bayern. Yeah, um, I'll go Bayern. Uh, I I don't think this goes to penalties though. That's the only thing I'll say. I think it's gonna be done in extra, normal or extra time. Just just I don't feel like I feel like the teams both play way too free flowing games for it to be like a locked it. Yeah. Um, the, the more I think about it, the, the more I want to go with City. But I'll, I'll stick with Bayern. I'll stick with Bayern. <laughs> but if if, Bayern, if City do win, you can be like, yeah, but I, I said at the start I wanted to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I've hedged my bets. Um, uh, okay, Chelsea, Real Madrid. Um, this one is seems like the results is a lot more obvious. But fuck what everyone else says. I'm going to pick Chelsea. I don't know why. Everything points towards Real Madrid winning. Like They have a better team on paper. They are doing better in their league. They have Champions League pedigree coming out the ass. 
Um, the team is this, pretty much exactly the same as the team that won the league last year. They may have even added more pieces to it, like Antonio Rudiger. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I, yeah, but like, you know, I don't know why, <laughs> but I just feel like, I just feel like this isn't the Madrid team that won three in a row with the likes of Ronaldo and Ramos and Marcelo and stuff. Like, while they're good, they're not, they're not a team that I, I, I've some, I just don't think they have, like, I just don't, I don't, I don't see them going back to back, back to back. Yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, of course I could be, could end up with me, with them going back to back. And then it's like, look, you said they couldn't do it. It's like, <laughs> well, sorry, but I just don't see it. And for some reason, despite all Chelsea's faults this season, they looked really good against Dortmund and they yeah. have looked much better in the past few weeks. And of course they could get humbled by Madrid in two weeks, but I'm like, is I I think Chelsea are turning a corner, and how well they play against Madrid will be an evidence of how much they're turning a corner. Because while Madrid's squad is better on paper, it's not better on paper by much. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I saw Reese James left the England squad with apparent issue. So if he's not playing, then I take back everything I said. Yeah, Madrid win. But if he is playing, Chelsea with him with a shout for an upset. Yeah, because I feel like yeah, Chelsea are definitely definitely seem to be turning a corner a little bit. I think that's partly because they've got Chilwell, James in the squad. They've they've been playing a little bit, sort of hitting their stride. If he's not injured, Enzo Fernandez in the team starting to look like really quite good and, and like sort of bossing the midfield for and them. And Golo Conte's coming back from injury. Yeah, so that's like I, I don't know that that's massive. And I think Potter's actually like for, for all the like doing quite badly in the league recently. He has got them to the Champions League quarterfinals. Yeah. But in saying all that, in the opposite take. way to you, I feel like um, even though there's some evidence uh, that, that, Ch- that Chelsea are turning a corner, I feel like Real Madrid, you know, potentially they're not going to go back to back, but I don't think this is where they fall. Yeah. Yeah. And that is where the smart money is, to be fair. Yeah. I don't know what I'm basing my pick to... I mean, I no, I kind of do know in the back of my mind what I'm basing this, uh, basing this pick on, but we're not going to touch on that. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's like, I'm making I'm making a very uh, hot take in saying Chelsea are going to win. Yeah. Um, but fuck it, you know, I like to make a hot take every now and then. So um, also, Real just lost the El Clasico. Exactly. For the and this is the first Xavi, the first manager since Guardiola to beat Real Madrid three times in a year mm. or in yeah. a season. Faltering. Yeah. Faltering. So, you never know. Football's a funny game. So, if my predictions are right, we've got... Well, both of our predictions. Napoli versus Benfica in one of the semifinals. Yep. And then... Um, You'd have Bayern versus Real, and I have City, City versus Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Interesting. Both. Interesting. Both very interesting both games. Very interesting games. Um, all right. Anyway, on to the Europa League. Uh, so, we've got... We're going to breeze through this because we don't know enough about the uh, too much about the teams. We have done a little bit of research, but uh, Feyenoord against Roma. Um, Feyenoord are flying in their league at the moment, uh, first by five points. Uh, smashed Shakhtar in the round of sixteen, uh, eight, eight, eight two on aggregate. Yeah, um, which is pretty very impressive. Uh, and Roma, like, just about got through in their. Um, in their Europa League tie and are currently sitting fifth in the City But they are a Mourinho team and they are last year's Conference League winners. Mm. So, you know, they don't they know how to win a cup competition. 
Yeah. But I'm going to go with Feyenoord just because they're the hot they're the hot hand at the moment. Yeah, I'm 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 going to go with Roma basically because of well, I think that there's it's one thing to be flying in in the Dutch league. Roma's like obviously still doing quite well in the Serie A, and Mourinho just like knows how to set up for um, for cup ties, and I like he'll know how to set up against against a team like Feyenoord. I think yeah. maybe Roma's challenges come a little bit later in the competition. Mm, okay. Uh, next, we've got Juventus versus Sporting. Um, this game's very tough to call. Juventus are not doing very well in the City R. Uh, and, like, they did okay to get through the next round. Um, they seem to be playing better in the Europa League than they are in the league. But, but then you've got Sporting, who are third in their league, which is a bit disappointing by their standards of recent times, but knocked out Premier League league leaders Arsenal in the last 16, albeit against a Premier uh, uh, Arsenal team that rested players they weren't playing their full strength 11 in either game yeah but that's but that's a that's a much of a muchness take like you know you beat, you got to be what's in front of you and they did um albeit on penalties so yeah. it's like but they but they still beat a very good arsenal team yeah yeah even though it was like right like pretty heavily rotated uh but yeah so but that um all things considered though i think just cons- I don't know. Some- Again, this is just a gut feeling. I think Juventus wins it, barred on penalties. Because I think if it goes to penalties, um, I mean, you could you could say that Sporting would not have won that penalty shootout if Aaron Ramsdale was better. So I think if it goes to penalties, Sporting won't win again, and I think it will go to penalties, and Juventus will win. True. I think Sporting will win um, in ninety. In 90. Okay, there you go. Get the job done quickly. Uh, next, we've got uh, Manchester United versus Sevilla. This one, I think, is a little bit more night and day. Uh, Man United, third in the league, uh, playing outside of a couple of results in recent weeks, um, playing very well. They'll have a full-strength team outside of of all their available players who haven't who aren't out for the season, like Christian Eriksen. Uh, like, what I mean, mean by that is Chris, uh, Casemiro will be back. Um yeah, they'll, they'll have a full-strength team. Uh, Sevilla sacked their coach a couple of weeks ago and are sitting 14th uh, in the league. Um, I see this is a pretty comfortable um, United two-leg, both in 90 win. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I, I think this one's pretty clear. Yeah. I, I, I feel like United have like don't have that much pressure in the league either at the moment. Like uh, They're not that many points off being in the top four race. Hmm. Especially they, with they've, got, they've got a few games in hand over but they also that missed, chasing pack. They also missed Casemiro for the next four. Four? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he got, yeah. Um, still, I don't reckon that. Though. Yeah, I mean, Sevilla, <laughs> I don't think Sevilla are the same beast that, you know, won Europa League three times back in the two, mid-2010s, like, as, like evidently by the fact that they're 14th and they sacked their coach a few weeks ago. They beat United in the final, right? With yeah, Ollie. two years ago. Yeah, yeah. interesting. I don't interesting. think, but even then, they're not the same team that did that either. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think United. And also, clear. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure Sergio Reguilón is the team is the team that he uh, currently plays. Um, That's where he was first. I'm pretty sure he went back. He went back there. Yeah. Maybe not. But if if he is playing there, I think whatever winger is on his side will have an absolute field day. Yeah. Um, and that's and that and that's me saying that as not a big fan of Anthony at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but okay and finally uh union sanguiluas against uh by leverkusen by leverkusen um i knew nothing about union sanguiluas a month ago but then they went and uh took down union berlin and i wouldn't say can well you know in the second leg it was convincing fashion three nil after three three all in the first leg uh, Union Berlin have been a very hot team this year. Only, uh, only a couple of points off Bayern and Dortmund in the Bundesliga, and and Bayer Leverkusen are eighth. So, and also Union Sanguiluas have a hectic name that, as you can evidently hear, I like saying. <laughs> so I'm gonna go for Union, I'm gonna go for Union Sanguiluas uh, win. I will also go for Union Sanguiluas. <laughs> nice. I don't like saying it as much though. <laughs> Union Sanguiluas. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Now into. The crux of what we're going to be talking about for uh, the last sort of thing we're going to be talking about, about the title and the the title race and the relegation battle. So, with 10 games left to go. With 10 games left to go. Uh, so, what we're going to... what what, what, what it's basically, yeah. The long and the short of it is, we'll start with the title race. Man City have more games to go than Arsenal because they have um, more competitions to play in FA Cup and Champions League uh, Arsenal have just flat 10 games left that's it but as we can see with a down the road a little bit later Arsenal have a stretch where they play Man City Chelsea Newcastle Brighton in two weeks including playing Chelsea three days after playing Man City so it's a tougher run but I'm going to come out and say it I think I, I think I think finally for the first time in probably since two thousand eight nine, before Eduardo broke his leg, I think we can win the league. Yeah, I I definitely still think that that the Arsenal are in the pole position for sure. Yeah, um, to be fair, you've been saying it for a while. Yeah, like, I, I called it a long time ago. Yeah. Um, to be fair, they were top of the league when I called it, so it's yeah. not that not <laughs> much an outrageous uh, prediction. But yeah, um, obviously they've they've only got the one competition to focus on. They probably want it more. I mean, they've got you've got Haaland who's just coming to the side, who obviously would be very keen for silverware um, and to prove himself. But I just feel like the feeling around that Arsenal side, even though they have those challenges around the middle, um, um, the middle of the last ten games, um, I, I reckon they've got enough to get them through. And they've, I, f- I feel like every challenge they've been confronted with this season, most of the challenges they've been confronted with, we this haven't season, beaten City, but bar yeah. Man City, yeah, um, which is a really key one. Um, they've overcome them. So if we win that away game, at Ma- if we if we if we get a draw, it's kind of like I feel the same. If we beat Man City in that game, I'm gonna like say we're winning the league. Yeah, I'm yeah. literally gonna be like we're winning the, the lid league. will be off. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah, the lid will be off. Um, but yes, but if, yeah, but a draw doesn't really change. It, I think, and a loss is where I'll start to be like, oh fuck, we could crumble here. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, the, the interesting thing with the run, so, yeah, obviously Man City a little bit more congested. They've got FA Cup and the the Champions League still to play. FA Cup at the moment isn't really looking too difficult. They play Sheffield Wednesday. Um, there'll be more, more fixtures after that, but that's not really one to worry about. And then if you look at the sides they play in the Premier League, it is it is an easier run. Yeah. You've got teams like Southampton, Leicester, uh, West Ham, Leeds, Everton. I mean, you got... Fulham and Brentford as well, like, good, but not, you know, City on their day can smash those teams. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Fulham just lost 
four nil to someone. They've they've fallen they've fallen yeah. off a little bit. They were flying, yeah. um, and and now they're oh they, off oh, they, didn't, they lost three 0 to us. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. Um, yeah, so they've got an easier Premier League run, but then they've got the harder games in and around that. Mm. And they also have a squad depth, which is clearly better than us. Oh, way better. So yeah, the the slight bit of added congestion. Yeah, I don't think. What's crazy is Calvin Phillips has played fifty minutes or sixty minutes for them this season. But if Rodri goes down, they've still got Calvin Phillips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What the frick? Who's who started for England both games? Uh, yeah, no, he didn't. He's Henderson started the second game, yeah. but he started the first game and looked fine. Yeah, uh, unlike Harry Maguire. Uh, but yeah um, yeah 10 games to go my prediction is Arsenal are going to win the league and I'm 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 remaining with Arsenal to win the league as well yeah Yeah. oh it feels weird to say that Uh, we've already touched on the top four race a little bit um, but if you had to make if you had to pick um, some teams the the two teams that you think are going to round or sorry the yeah okay no I'm going to count United in this because they're in it they're in it the third and fourth, fifth and sixth, who's getting it? I think United will retain third spot. Yep. And I think, I think Newcastle will nab it. I think Tottenham are going to falter. And I think, even though I said that they might, they might still bounce towards the end. I think Tottenham will end up faltering just a little bit too much. And I think Liverpool have been too... Um, inconsistent. Inconsistent. Brighton, as good as they've been... Um, just the quality of the squad, not quite yeah. the same as the other guys. Are Brentford in it as well? I mean, they're in it. You could argue. I mean, yeah. Brighton are closer because they're like they have three games in hand and they're on forty-two points. Um, but I just still think that as good as Brighton are, um, just the 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 players that the other squads have, um, they're just on a different level. I so. think yeah, I think I agree. United will retain third. Um, I think. Newcastle as well will finish fourth. I think Liverpool are going to pip Tottenham for, for fifth. I think, like just like Liverpool surged back at the end of last at the end of two seasons ago when all they had all, had all those injuries. I think it's similar things going to happen. I'm pretty sure Diaz comes back before the end of the season. Mm. Um, I forgot about him. Yeah, I know he's been out for ages. Um, I think Darwin Nunes and Mo Salah are just going to continuously getting more and more chemistry together. Diogo Jota is going to um, easy rejoin. He's only just come back from injury. He's going to be better. Um, and yeah, I just think generally, like, like they're inconsistent right now, but I think they're trending in the right direction. Hmm. So I think, yeah, they finish fifth, Spurs finish, Spurs finish sixth, and then I, I think Brighton will come close, but they'll still, they'll, they'll stay seventh, yeah. and Brentford will stay seventh. Brent, yeah. Is yeah. the, is, if, you, I think, if, I think if Brighton you, could be in the conference league next season. That's what I think. True. If, if United win, the Europa League, yeah, does it, f- fifth becomes a champions. No, that, that doesn't make any sense. No, or maybe it does. Does fifth become a champions league spot? It yeah. might. So that would mean Liverpool, Liverpool. get back in, and, and they need that if they want Jude Bellingham. That yeah. is huge. That that would be huge for Liverpool because yeah. I think they're they're slowly developing a, like a new identity after a bit of like flux. Cody Gakpo is getting better, like you say, um, Salah and. Um, Nunes, N- Nunes getting a bit more chemistry, so I think that is massive. And they need to secure Champions League football if they have any hope of signing Jude Bellingham. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that's so yeah. I think uh, pretty much exactly what you said, but I think Liverpool pip Tottenham for that fifth spot. 
Um, and then now, the relegation battle. Uh, nine teams um, separated by four points. Crystal Palace, uh, Wolves on 27. Leeds, Everton, Nottingham Forest on 26. Leicester on 25. West Ham, Bournemouth on 24. West and Southampton on 23. Uh, it's got to be one of the closest, most closely packed groups in some time. Yeah, um, yeah 100%. Yeah, I think Crystal Palace are in serious danger of going down now that they've sacked Vieira. I don't think Roy... This, oh, that's another thing we didn't have even talked about. Yeah, Roy Hodgson has been appointed Crystal that. Palace manager. Yeah. But I, he's 75. I, I, he may just keep them up, but like they're, 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 they're on form the equal worst team in the league right now with Leicester. Mm. Like... But I, I back Brendan Rodgers a thousand times over Roy Hodgson to, to keep, keep him up. up. Plus, yeah. I don't think Crystal Palace's squad is as good as Leicester City's. So they're in serious danger. I think if you want to talk about trends or like power rankings, if you will, yeah, like which teams are trending away from the relegation zone, which teams are trending into it, I think Leicester are trending into it. I think Crystal Palace are trending into it. I think Leeds are trending away. I think Everton are trending away. I think Forrest are trending away. I think Wolves are trending into it. Yeah. Um, West Ham, I'm not sure. Bournemouth and Southampton, I think they've kind of... Like West Ham, Bournemouth and Southampton are all trending sideways for me, not up or down. Yeah. But yeah. I think, yes, Southampton had a few like decent like little performances, but like they are, like, they're on the lowest points. I mean, it's it's only four points between them and, and 12th at the same time, but I just do feel like... On paper, they have the worst team in the Premier League. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it feels like their time. So I think they're going to remain, remain in the relegation zone probably until the end of the season. Um, well, into the end of the season when they get relegated. Um, <laughs> I think Bournemouth, despite their good results, I think I, I reckon they're going to remain in the re- relegation um, zone as well. And Surely then, West Ham can't go down. I don't think West Ham will go down. I think so. I yeah. think I think their squad their squad is too too strong yeah and yeah I just think Moisey will eventually get it right with, with 10 games to go yeah I feel as though Everton aren't going down no neither do I but yeah they're too good at home now for the for, for and like and like seem to be getting better away with that result at Stamford Bridge I think it's one of Leicester or Forest. Wait, Not, you said Forest. I think Forest is trending up. You actually. reckon they're trending up? Yeah, I I don't know why their results don't really show it. I haven't they haven't got a win in their last five, but I think they're trending uh, away from the relegation zone more than I reckon Crystal Palace and Wolves are. I think Palace, like they've got such good players, and I I, I don't see them going down. I, I like like I don't think appointing Roy Hodgson is a great. It's not like, great long term. I don't think it's the best idea, but yeah. he's taken over to the end of the season. He knows the squads. He's been in this position quite a few times before. He's old, but he's only one year older than he was last year when he was in charge of... Two years ago. Patrick Vieira's been in the job for 20 months. No, but he took over a different Premier League club. Oh, Watford. Yeah. yeah. But he got he got them... Well, he didn't get them relegated. They got relegated. Yeah. Um, from a very difficult position. Yeah. I mean, they getting, were... getting Watford out of that is would have been a miracle yeah and they also have the benefit of, of being the highest in the table of any of the teams but it's only by a couple goal difference and a couple points yeah but is it meant to, it's a mental thing as well yeah but yeah. the last well crazy thing about this is the landscape in three games time could be so different yeah yeah 
So different. Um, but yeah, I, I think aside from Bournemouth, I actually can't really make a prediction here. I think, I think. So, so you reckon Leeds are trending up as well? Yeah, if you look at the, like, they've got the, they've they've got the, I think the best form out of any of the teams in the bottom mm. nine currently. Yeah, they've got two wins and a draw in their last five. No other team has, no other team has as good a record as that. It's hard to look at the runs because there's so many, <laughs> so many teams. Yeah. Um, do I need to predict another person to get another another team to get relegated? I'm I'm just gonna come out and say that I think it's going to be. I know, even though like I'm looking at it and I've just changed my mind again. I, I, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's 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 gonna it's gonna be. I'm gonna say wolves. Gonna be wolves. Yeah, they just keep. They just. They just play an uninspiring brand of football, and I. I don't know. I, for some reason, I back Forest and teams like Forest, Leicester, West Ham, and Everton to climb higher. And I think Leeds are in better form. Mm. And if one of those, and if if they're the team that has to drop, but like like I said, this is the hardest relegation battle to pick in years, but. I'm going to say Wolves are the team that drops off. Mm. They've got a manager as well who doesn't know the league that well. Um, yeah. Potentially hasn't really been in relegation scraps before because he's, you know, he's been at kind of top clubs. Yeah, and you and like you say that they've got like like oh not you don't say but like people say that you know, they've got Ruben Neves and some of these quality players, but that backline hasn't looked that good yeah, all season and then up top you've got Raul Jimenez who is way past his prime since the head injury and yeah. Diego Costa who is it's also terrible terrible since, since he joined like, um, and like Podence is as hot and cold as it gets Pedro Neto has been a massive flop this season considering as he was my player to watch at the start of the season mm. uh, and Adama Traore as well it's just yeah, but at the same time, they do. And, and I think you look at all of these all of these squads and they do have quality players in them. I think it just speaks to how tightly contested the Premier League But then League it comes down to days. managers, I feel like. They've yeah. all got good players. Um, the Leeds manager I know nothing about, but I, like I said, I think they're on form. They're, one of the, they're, the, they're, they're the most informed team of the bottom nine. Mm. Palace have players who could be playing at much higher teams in Wolfram Zahar. Um, than others. Uh, also, if Joachim Anderson comes back, their centre back pairing of Gehi and Anderson is is really good. is very good. And Guaita, yeah, is huge. Yeah, Guaita's huge. Um, Leeds have a, a, uh, sorry, Everton have, in my opinion, the best coach for this situation. And we've got Dwight McNeil and Dwight McNeil. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it has the best coach for for this situation in Sean Dyche. Mm, yeah. Maybe not the best manager overall because you've got D- David Moyes, Brendan Rodgers. Um, but the best coach for this situation. Leicester have a wealth of talent as well. Harvey Barnes, James Madison. James Madison. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Leicester have been bad, but it's hard to see them. I mean, defensively, though. Yeah, Suto and Whiteface, not... Yeah, not mm. good, not good. Uh, and then yeah, West Ham, and we don't we don't have to, even have to speak about West Ham's players. They've got talent all over the pitch. I'm gonna pick for- Forest for the extra place. I think okay. I just I just think they 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 scraped into the Premier League. They bought a whole bunch of players. 
I don't. The manager obviously did very well to take them from kind of low in the championships to the to the playoff places last year, but I just. I just get the feeling it's going to be Forest. I believe in Brendan Johnson, so I'm not going to say Forest. <laughs> All right, I've said Wolves. You said Forest. There we go. Boom. That's it. You heard it here first. Uh, finally, last but certainly not least, we will preview the Man City-Liverpool game this weekend. 10.30 p.m. Saturday, Australian time. Um, and this is at... Eddie Head. Eddie had. This is this is just huge. Yeah, <laughs> massive for Arsenal fans. Huge for Arsenal fans. Uh, yeah, I mean, City. It's not it's not a hammer blow, but to go to I mean, to stay to stay eight points behind, um, with now only ten games left, like it's it's pretty big. Mm, yeah. Uh, for Liverpool too, they win this game. It's it's a massive springboard for them. Form. I mean, I know they. What do they do? They beat someone recently and then lost to Bournemouth the next week. They beat United. Yeah, and then lost to Bournemouth. Oh, yeah, the 7-0. Yeah. But I, I do think that, like like I said, they're trending in the right direction. And if they get a result, a point or a win against City, it's huge for them. Um, so, yeah. I, th- I think the reason why this one is a little bit hard to pick because of Liverpool being very hot and cold and like yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe trending up, but there's like peaks and troughs around it. Um, I do think though that you probably have to say that City would win the game. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pick a draw though. Okay. Yeah, which doesn't really help either team, but I think, I think, I think, I think Liverpool will show up. But I also think City will. Sh- I also think City, like you said, are, are City. Mm-hmm. So, but but I don't think Liverpool are as strong as they were a couple of years ago. Where if they show up, they'll beat City. So I think it'll be a draw. I think it'll be a two-wall draw, kind of like those two games they played against City. Was it last season or the season before? But um, season, I think it was season before. Yeah, where Mo Salah scored that crazy goal. Yeah, when that was when that fi- when this fixture was like the fixture. Yeah, the fixture. So yeah, um, I'm, I'm gonna say a two-wall draw. I think it will be an another like interesting instalment of this fixture, but I think maybe City just edge it two-one. Okay, there you go. All right, that'll be us. Technical difficulties aside, uh, we've we've reached an hour and two minutes on the clock. Uh, a lot to get through. Hope hope you guys, anyone that's listening and made it this far, has been able to uh, absorb all of the info we've uh, spurted out to you over the past hour. As always, if you've liked what you've heard, uh, give us a follow on Spotify and a nice five star rating. Uh, follow us. Uh, follow the Instagram forty yard forty <laughs> If you want updates on when we post, because we post a story every time we post an episode. Uh, I have been Woody. He's been Wilbur. We'll see you.